this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Gerard Gooch from Imagine Staffing. He's their chief experience officer. Today we talk about hiring for the advanced business services industry. It is the third in a grouping of three of podcasts we're doing about human resources, hiring, and retraining talent. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a really great one. And thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Imagine Staffing, and your role with the company. Sure. So my name is Gerard Gooch. I'm a native of uh, Western New York, and uh, uh, I have a background in software uh, engineering originally and, uh, you know, did a lot of uh, work with startups, um, had a few of my own as well, and um, most recently... Uh, work for a global IT services and advisory uh, organization uh, in the um, based in South Africa, uh, and then I've uh, most recently accepted a position here with Imagine as their chief experience officer. And in my role, I'm really focused on improving uh, and transforming the business by way of providing great experiences to our employees. Uh, our contractors, our direct placements, uh, and most importantly, our clients. And how long have you been with the company? Yeah, I've been with Imagine for three years now uh, and just recently joined them full-time in December of last year. Cool. So what we want to talk about today specifically is the advanced business services industry. It's a focus of ours. Uh, We know that it's a strength of, of Western New York, Buffalo, Niagara's. So... What do you think, let's start at the beginning when you're trying to recruit talent and hire, what do you think are the best recruiting sources for that industry? Yeah, I think the best sources really are, you know, referrals and word of mouth because the the work that we do and the relationships that we build with folks um, as we're trying to help them advance or find a new career, uh, those relationships um, really do allow us to have a network effect Uh, and bring other people within their peer groups uh, into Imagine uh, when they're exploring a new career or a career move. So uh, that is first and foremost, uh, and we get a lot of our business through referrals. Um, On the industrial side, we see a lot of foot traffic, uh, you know, that physically coming into our locations throughout Western New York uh, and filling out applications. On the professional side and the industrial side to some extent too, it's a lot of digital um, candidate acquisition through, you know, LinkedIn and, and searching through, you know, digital channels uh, to attract candidates. And this year we'll be doing new things like podcasts and finding new ways to acquire uh, candidates in, in, in the marketplace. Right. So are there any um, like non-traditional recruiting sources that you find effective or is it something like a podcast? I mean, you kind of listed a few. Yeah, the non-traditional stuff is really, you know, focused around digital and it's trying to, to meet folks where they are and, uh, you know, meet them in the in the communications channels that, that they choose to use. And so uh, for us, uh, we're using a lot of proactive um, outbound notifications, um, working against our database of candidates and, and optimizing the communications with them to let them know when particular opportunities are available 
um, and matching up, <clears throat> excuse me, matching up folks who um, are looking for those positions um, and letting them know when we have those positions available. So a lot of outbound through text messaging and email, uh, as well as you know the, t the traditional sort of telephone um, channel. But we're really seeing you know a lot more, of course, use of, of digital channels. Right. And are there even ways that they these recruiting methods change within what we call advanced business services? So like you know back office versus financial services or or you know, different tiers of employment, whether it's more entry level or more seasoned? Absolutely. Um, I think it all does start, though, with the relationships and our care about the candidate and really helping them find the right opportunities. Um, so there are a lot of sort of commonalities, I guess, when you look at our culture and the way that we approach, uh, we approach the business. Um, but yeah, it would, you know, tend to vary based upon the, the back office or front office type role. Uh, and I think that really has to do with uh, the individual, how they like to communicate. But if we were really to start to, you know, segment uh, those groups, there are many differences in the way that we would, uh, you know, reach out and, and sort of communicate and reach those folks. Right. So um, one thing that comes up a lot in our conversations with different companies is the influx of the younger generation as baby boomers and we're kind of hitting the the gray tsunami of retirements so that's on a lot of people's a lot of companies minds what perks do you think can be used to attract young professionals to a company and and help recruit the that demographic yeah i really think it has a lot to do with the the work atmosphere and the sort of the balance of fun versus productivity uh, I think that's a key. I think having a, uh, a flexible work environment with, with incentives um, and having sort of, uh, you know, an atmosphere where you can grow um, and you know how you're being measured um, and gamifying sort of the metrics by which, you know, we're measured in the way that we perform on our jobs. So, you know, it's, I think there's a lot that we can do to, to you know, sort of change the, the, the dynamic of the work environment, you know, to meet the, uh, you know, the younger, you know, demands of folks who are entering into the workforce today. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of those digital recruitment methods that you talked about earlier would apply, especially to the younger generation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's uh, giving people the right tools, too. So, you know, as long as you have the, the, the savvy and, and, and folks who want to adapt uh, and use digital uh, you know, it's really important to give them the right tools to be able to thrive within their, their job and, and, and be able to, um, you know, allow them to grow and learn new things. I think that's, that's really key as well. We all want to continuously learn, particularly when we're entering into the workforce. It's so important, you know, to get that, that care and feed um, from the organization that's going to nurture you, you know, early on in your career and, and hopefully set uh, some good examples and provide the leadership that you need to develop, uh, you know, that, that early stage, that critical early stage of your career. Right. And with unemployment low across the nation and in Buffalo Niagara as well, you know, folks are having a, a little bit more difficult time hiring. It sounds like a lot of the, a lot of the things you're talking about are about meeting candidates kind of where they are and what best suits them and, and tailoring your approach to them. Yeah, absolutely. And explaining, you know, for folks who aren't from Buffalo, you know, the benefits of the region. And, and we're always, you know, uh, promoting Buffalo when we're talking to candidates from out of the out of the area, because we do have to sometimes look at bringing folks uh, into the area to uh, to meet that demand uh, with such a tight labor pool today. 
uh, and so attracting folks to the area and letting them know all the benefits to Buffalo uh, is a big part of, uh, of our ability and how we found success uh, recruiting outside of the area and bringing folks back into Buffalo uh, and enriching you know, our local workforce. So that's, that's a good point and something I want to talk about. Um, what do you think, what are people's perceptions of Buffalo Niagara when you're first maybe engaging them for an opportunity to, to relocate here and, and take a job here? Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, for the past 10 years, uh, I've been working, you know, uh, across the United States uh, and, and, you know, I meet people and I tell them I'm from Buffalo and uh, I think things have changed. I've seen it change over the last 10 years where, you know, you always heard a, a joke about the snow or the bills and you'd expect it and you, you sort of brush it off and then talk about the great things and, and counter with five things that are really wonderful about Buffalo right. uh, and try and bend minds. But over the last five to six years, people are actually coming up to me after I say I'm from Buffalo and saying, hey, is it true what's going on there? Is it, is it really, you know, a growth stage going on there right now? And what's it like? You know, and you'll talk to them about the waterfront. And you'll talk to them about all the great things going on and the companies that are hiring and all the investment uh, coming into Buffalo and the exciting things happening. And, and they believe it. And more and more you're hearing people coming up and just looking for you to confirm that, you know, that that's true and that growth is there and they can really move to Buffalo and, and buy a great home for half the price of the home that, you know, they have today in another another city. And they can have good quality of life for their family here and, uh, and really be in a, a place where they've got a brighter future. So, uh, so yeah, I've, I've seen that change. Um, we still have a lot of work to do, I think, there. Uh, but I have seen people be more receptive to the area, uh, particularly with you know all of the sort of the, the tools that we have available to, to market Buffalo now that we didn't have you know a decade ago. Right. So for those that are maybe more reluctant to take a job in Buffalo, one of the things our CEO always says is the second hardest thing is to get somebody to come to Buffalo. The most or the the number one hardest thing I said that wrong but is to get them to leave once they're here yeah that's true so you know if somebody has been reluctant and and they come here how do you think that actually being here talking to the people seeing the city changes minds well for me Buffalo's been a sticky city I mean I've I grew up here but I was gone for over uh, 12 years I lived in Manhattan Boston uh, Florida and Omaha Nebraska for a short period of time uh, <laughs> Uh, as I built my career, um, but I did choose to come back to Buffalo uh, and, and work here. Family and my roots uh, brought me back, uh, but if I wasn't from Buffalo, I mean, I really think it is, you know, the people. We've got a great, a great city. The, the people here are wonderful. Uh, you've got a good quality of life. You can get anywhere in 10 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, and so I think the, the, the pros certainly uh, outweigh a little bit of snow in the winter, and you know, if you start to pick up some of those winter sports and try skiing um, and uh, visit some of, uh, you know, the things that we have around the area to uh, take advantage of the, the winter activities and, and all of the festivals, then I think you've got uh, a recipe for, uh, for keeping people. And uh, I think once they get a taste of buffalo, uh, you know, they, they really don't uh, want to leave. Right. Yeah. So what, what strengths do you think we have within industry, within advanced business services, is our workforce a strength, and in, in what ways is it? Well, I mean, I think we've got a great blend of, uh, you know, blue-collar, uh, white-collar, uh, you know, workforce uh, traditionally coming from, you know, our roots here in Buffalo as an industrial 
uh, you know, complex. I think we've really seen that transition and, you know, now we've got, you know, areas in, in medicine and advanced medicine and technology and Tesla with, with battery and, you know, electric power. So I think we've got a lot of the right building blocks in the right industries uh, for Buffalo to thrive, you know, going into the future that attract that, that newer talent in these emerging growth areas. And how do you think that companies can leverage our network or ecosystem of colleges and universities here, which, you know, folks might not think of us as a college town, but with 21 colleges and universities, 28,000 annual graduates, you know, that's a, that's a good pipeline for folks. That's a fantastic point. I mean, a lot of those folks have stayed over the years, and I think more are looking at Buffalo as a serious place to stay once they've, you know, been exposed to it and gone to school here. And our resources, uh, you know, across the academic institutions are just amazing. You mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of them. And I, I think, you know, it's one of the truly sort of best kept secrets. And a lot of folks don't look at, uh, you know, or look at Buffalo as a potential place to stay once they're done with school. And I think if we can provide enough job opportunities and we continue this growth that we're in in these emerging areas, more people will choose to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, and I think the Buffalo News had a story recently that said that we've been able to retain more college graduates, or I forget what the percentage was, but we have that has been improving over the last, I think it was five years or so. Yeah, the facts sort of support it, and I think we're in the right trajectory. Right. So um, when you're, let's talk about, okay, we already have the people in the door, we've recruited them. Now retaining talent is obviously a, a big deal, especially as we were saying, when it's hard to hire, you want to keep the positions that you have filled, filled. So what do you think, what kind of office culture, let's start there, is best to help retain talent in a professional services type industry? Yeah, I think you need to have a, a diverse and, you know, a, a, a workforce. And I think it's really about, like I mentioned earlier, that culture. You have to have a good culture. If you don't like the place that you go into work each day, it's kind of difficult to, 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 to thrive and, and, and build a good career. So it's really about having a good culture, and I think that starts with you know core values and principles of the organization. Um, and when people buy into those and you live in a high-performance culture, uh, I think you've got the opportunity to do amazing things. And I think that's what we all, you know, or most of us really want, is that opportunity to do something amazing and be recognized for the work that we do. Uh, and so I think you have to have that, that culture, uh, core values and principles in place. And, uh, I think that allows people, you know, to thrive. And I think, again, like I mentioned earlier, it has to be a fun environment. Um, I think more and more folks are, you know, comfortable in a, in a business casual to casual sort of environment. Um, I've got a Nerf hoop in, in my office. <laughs> I always have. Uh, and, uh, you know, anyone's welcome to come in and shoot a three-pointer at any time throughout the day. Uh, but I think that kind of, you know, fun, uh, you know, is, is what it's all about. And, this year, we're going to have a rotating chief uh, fund officer within our organization who is going to be sort of responsible on a monthly basis for, you know, planning the group activities. Um, we've, we've done that in the organization, but we're going to sort of formalize that a little bit more um, and, uh, you know, look to really make uh, fun and, and enjoying what we do a bigger part of our daily lives uh, within the organization. And so I think a lot of organizations are doing the same thing and they're looking for ways to make the work, uh, you know, more fun and, and a better atmosphere. It's always going to be stressful. Uh, there's always going to be challenges and, and that's what is great about, you know, the work that we do. 
but right. uh, there's got to be fun along the way. And so uh, anything we can do to, to nurture that kind of an environment, I think, is also key. Right. I'm going to take you up on that. Just <laughs> come on down. Group, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll shoot a couple. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you very much for your time. On the note of the Nerf hoop, I want to switch to our Blizzard round. A couple fun, hard-hitting questions okay. to end. As fast as you can, whatever comes to mind. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Black cherry. A book or TV show that you'd recommend? Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross. Best sales movie. Okay. Text or phone call? Phone call. Bills or saves? Text if it's not as important. Uh, saves. Savers, okay. Uh, hiking or skiing? Skiing. And last one, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flats. Flat. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate Thank it. you. I appreciate it. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.